Hello, welcome to The Witching Hour. This is your guide to everything magical and spiritual. I'm Rosie, your host, and today we'll be talking about empaths. What is an empath, and how can one thrive? Before I kick this podcast off, I just wanted to remind you of the Black Lives Matter movement. Brett Hankinson, John Mattingly, and Miles Cosgrove have still not been arrested for the murder of Breonna Taylor. Please keep signing petitions, turning up to protests, and doing everything you can to keep the momentum up. Hello everyone, today is the 18th of July, the moon is in waning crescent at 8.9% and it's in Gemini. In two days time there will be a new moon and we can then begin our most powerful manifestations up until the full moon. Today I'll be talking about empaths, which is one of my favourite topics because I consider myself to be an empath, but also because I gave a talk on this the other day, so it's going to be real easy to dish out the best information for you guys. Oh my goodness, why is there always a bike in the background? (laughs) So today's herb is dandelion. I've been seeing so many people using dandelions, especially on TikTok, um, mainly because they're blooming at the moment and they are everywhere. Like, honestly, just go to your local park or step into the road and they're probably probably growing there. Um, They're brilliant for divination, spirit work, sending messages and, of course, making wishes. They are of the air, surprise, surprise, Jupiter and masculine energy. Some great uses are obviously to make a wish on the seeds when you blow them but you can also drink tea and make sachets or charms from them to work with deities and spirits and to communicate through dreams so you could put them in a dream sachet or make the roots and leaves into tea um, and also obviously the flowers Um, another great thing you can do is add them to oils and make dandelion essential oil Today's crystal is tourmaline. At the moment, you might be feeling a bit separate. We're actually in a portal at the moment, which I only just found out. Um, But it's been a busy time. We've just gotten out of retrograde and everything's a bit up in the air. A lot of people have been feeling like something is more to come. um, And I'm personally feeling that and everything's just very in your face right now. So tourmaline is such a great thing for grounding and for just pulling you back into yourself if you're an empath this is a really great gem i actually selected this by accident and then was like oh wait wait i'm talking about empaths today but tourmaline is a great stone for channeling intentions and repelling negative energy as well so if you use it whilst grounding yourself it will cast out your desires and also cast out negative energy so you'll be putting out your best intentions into the world and also keeping your intentions and your sacred space from being negative. This is one of my favourite parts of this podcast when things are really coming together. So I've just mentioned tourmaline being grounding, balancing, um, I'm really good for intentions. And today I've been seeing 222 everywhere so I thought that I would have this is the number of the day. Um, 222 is really good for finding yourself, um, it brings you a sense of balance when you're in your this part of your life where you're confused or just a bit aloof in what you're doing um it is the best time to have faith and keep trusting things um and it also means that two major factors in your life um will need to keep consistent in order for you to thrive it's very um it's a very cooperative number it's all about 
incorporating every part of yourself into a brilliant spiritual being as well as cooperating with those around you such as spirits and deities um and obviously we talked about that with dandelions and funnily enough i drew spiritual teacher as our card of the day i'm using the magical messages fairies by doreen virtue again as i've said she's amazing i love this oracle pack i'm basically going to be switching between this and enchanted blossoms um but the card says your life purpose involves teaching others about healing and spirituality so you should focus on uh, what you're doing to heal yourself and your spiritual life and also helping others um so let's get into the main topic after that crazy coordinated reading as we did last week wondering if you're an empath or if someone else is or you're just really curious in it um that's today's topic so listen up closely i'll be talking about how to protect yourself what it means to be one um the differences between being an empath and a highly sensitive person um and some great activities daily things books that you can do in your life as an empath to thrive and make the most of your abilities because it can be a really hard skill to get to grips with um, but before that, I just wanted to say that if you're looking for a sign, maybe you're entering a new phase of your life like our new moon is, maybe you're a bit confused, maybe you're looking for just a sign to make you realise that you're on the right path, I promise you this is it. All of my readings always come through matching and if someone out there was looking for a sign that you should be focusing on one path and letting the universe decide your fate, this is it so oh my goodness that stupid motorbike again um let me know on the green just green witchling on instagram or which our cast on twitter so an empath is a person with the paranormal ability to perceive the mental or emotional state of another individual recently i read that some people actually believe that these people are descended angels or are given the divine gift to help in the world's spiritual awakening. Um, and right now I feel like this is really important because I feel like a lot of people are going through a spiritual awakening and that's one of the really big energies that are occurring right now. So a highly sensitive person have a low threshold of simulation. So they need to be alone and their senses work overtime. They pick up on stimulus far easier than the average person. So because they have a low threshold, anything like the slightest touch, the slightest noise, they will pick on it very easily. They're often introverts and share many qualities with empaths, like their love for nature, quiet moments, and the desire to help others. But empaths are different. They're sort of this next layer. So a highly sensitive person is sensitive to physical stimulus and prompts so if they were to pick up emotions very easily from someone they'd be picking up the physical um, prompts from that person so they might perceive a smile and see through it and realize that's a face mask or thing but empaths can feel it it's the energy in the air it's them feeling the subtle energies that move around us in our everyday life um, HSPs don't normally do this. They don't normally absorb energy like empaths do. Um, they normally don't have problems with um, having people's energy infiltrate theirs, um, having issues with distinguishing their emotions from other people like empaths do. Um, and they 
they just really experience sort of an otherworldly um, level of empathy. So today we'll be talking about empaths, obviously, as I've just said, um, and I thought it was good to mention that they are not mutually exclusive. They can be both. Many HSP are also empaths. Um, this is slightly before the empath if we were to look at an empathic spectrum. So narcissist being at the bottom, empathic people being next, so your regular average Joe who can relate to everyone and um, pick out emotions, then highly sensitive people who are perceiving stimulus on a much greater scale, and then empaths who are receiving physical and subtle incoming stimulus. So you're probably wondering, what makes an empath? Like, how do I know if I'm an empath? Let me ask you a few questions and you can decide for yourself. So get your ticket list ready and let's go. Can you tolerate violent or abusive people? Do you just know things? Like, you just feel it. Can you sense emotions even if the person is hiding them? Do you like to have alone time or have a quiet space to retreat to when you're in a crowd? Are you creative? Do you want the underdog to win? Are you interested in the metaphysical? You always know if someone's lying. Are you interested in working with people? Maybe you want to be a carer. Or maybe you want to be a vet. Sometimes strangers open up to you. For no reason. Are you often tired, especially after being social or being part of a large crowd? Do you find it difficult to be in populated areas? Do you value living creatures and nature? Are you able to enjoy things that you wouldn't regularly do on command? Do you get easily distracted? Do you lucid dream? So empaths are on this sort of subtle feel I guess. They're sort of, if a person could be in between the world and the astral easily, um, they sense the veil between us and the subtle energies that you might have heard of and that's why they are more likely to be able to astral project and lucid dream. Um, so of course these abilities do come with needs of protection. So in your everyday life as an empath you should identify your boundaries. Know what you can and can't handle. If you know that meeting up with someone, like in a busy place, is too much, don't be afraid to tell them that you'd rather have more privacy. Regulate your intimacy. Make sure that you have time to yourself, but also have time fulfilling that emotional need that you want. You probably enjoy really intense romance and emotional bonding, but this can get really tough, especially if you're an empath and you're absorbing all of their negative emotions. Just make sure that you have a comfort space and that you can schedule time for both of you, but also keep on top of your own grounding skills. Think about unraveling yourself. You might need to keep it all in, but taking stock of your own emotions is important. You should talk to other empaths, journal, create something and let it out. Journaling is such a great way to protect yourself because you can then reflect on what helped and what didn't. You can think about all the things that you found scary and all the things that found comforting. So as an empath, this is a really, really great way to just keep on top of your own emotions, recognizing what other emotions are um, and 
making sure that you're not just keeping all of your energy in. In your psychic life, um, energy vampires are a really big risk for empaths. These are the sort of people who will feed on your positivity and drive. So imagine that friend who's always asking you for help, always wants a solution to their problem. Set boundaries with them. You are not in charge of everyone's healing. Just because you have this great skill to pick up on their emotions does not mean you're in charge of them. And energy vampires or energy leeches really do have that bad vibe and you might ignore it and you might think it's because of whatever they've been through but at the same time you need to guard yourself because you will end up taking on all of their energy and their negativity and you will end up being that person's therapist and you do not want to do that because as a clinical psychologist I know that the worst thing you can do is to get personal in a healing way because otherwise you can't be subjective and you can't be objective and you can't focus on the um, solution. <laughs> I hope that makes sense but yeah just avoid people who are taking advantage of you because it's so easy to especially when you really feel for them. Use magical protection as well like casting spells and astral projection. Being an empath means you are open to a lot of energy. You're sensing this subtle plane and just because something is supernatural doesn't mean it's safe obviously and just because you feel something and it feels okay doesn't necessarily mean it's trying to be so you might come across a spirit who's being really nice to you but they might also be a trickster and they might not actually want to have your best intentions such as communicating with deities it's really important to remember that as a new baby witch you don't know if that deity is using you or if they want to help you so a great way is to cast protection spells, carry hagstones and crystals, and talk to your protective deities. Practice your grounding, um, and obviously this is where tourmaline comes in. So let's talk about the white light. It's one of the best protection uh, visualizations, meditations that I have ever used. Um, someone in my cover naturally mentioned it. Um, so these are a few of the ways that they did it. Imagine a white light coming from within you. Either close your eyes or concentrate on something simple like your hands or a flower for example. Feel the white light within you, in your chest. That magic you know flows through, through you so freely. Allow it to grow around you, covering you from head to toe in the protective healing white light. You are now protected from the bustle and emotions around you. You are in control. You might want to envision this in other ways such as flowers forming a ring around you which no one's negative energy can reach. You might build a wall of bricks around you or envision throwing negative energy away from you. Whatever you, way suits you, try to practice this daily whenever you feel ready to strengthen your light. So when you cast spells you might imagine um, a white light coming from within you flowing through your hands and into the object you're holding. Um, that's personally how I perform bailey spells and it's sort of a similar thing when I'm in an area of many people and I get worried and their energies are piercing through mine <laughs> um, and I just imagine this light glowing around me and taking me away from it all like a mask like wearing a mask and keeping the coronavirus away <laughs> um, so this is a great practice against psychic attacks 
Um, you're protecting yourself with intention and manifesting that you are safe. Try to recite this mantra that I literally just wrote before I did the course. <laughs> I am safe. I am in control. I attract positive energy and repel negative energy. I am protected. I am strong. Remember when you're manifesting that you want to say as if it's already happened. You're putting that image out into the world and it will come back to you. When I was asking my coven what I should talk about and what I should address in my empath workshop with them, a lot of people actually suggested psychic attack. I was a bit surprised at first, but then I realized that actually they are so intertwined that it's really important to talk about it. Psychic attack is when another person is imposing negative emotions, thoughts, and energy onto you. A lot of the time, the untrained mind will direct thoughts of hate or jealousy onto another, but will not know that they're attacking someone. So empaths are really susceptible to subtle energies and things that people project and like anything like manifestation or putting your intentions into the world these things have power and some people don't realize that they have power so they might be focusing all of their jealousy and hatred onto a person so much so that it causes a psychic attack and they don't even realize it but obviously some people do start one intentionally and that's another reason why talking about this is really important some signs of a psychic attack are negative thoughts, having images or dreams of the attacker, intrusive thoughts and nightmares, feeling drained or weighed down, a lack of concentration, and sick plants or animals like carrion insects around your home. So if you're seeing a lot of dead flies or maybe maggots and you know that your home is one that is clean or there's a lot of wind and rain around it and there's no reason for carrion insects to be around, this is really something you should look into because it's often signs of a curse or an attack of some kind um, or a hex even more likely than a curse um, so just think about what you've been going through but also make sure that you're aware of your own mental well-being have you been feeling this way for a long time could it be mental illness or something you need to talk to a doctor about maybe you've been feeling depressed lately but does it feel like something's not right like someone's literally sucking the life out of you or maybe you're having nightmares all the time about seemingly things that don't make sense to your life so it's really important that we see and distinguish between what our own emotions are and what a psychic attack is but often it's pretty obvious because you just won't expect it some really great ways of reversing a psychic attack are to perform cord cutting ceremonies so the way that I do it personally is different for everyone, but the way that I do it is I get a white candle and a black candle, and obviously the white candle is me, because I'm the good guy in this situation, <laughs> and the person performing the psychic attack is the black candle, and I will use a piece of string, um, maybe even red depending on who it is, because most psychic attacks um, that I've had will have come from someone who I had an attachment to. Um, and I will cut that string in half um, and you're pushing that image into the universe to manifest itself you are now free from that person but you don't need to have all the materials um, you can oh by the way light the candles 
and stay safe <laughs> um but like another way is just to envision it just envision yourself being cut off from that person another great way of reversing psych attacks attacks is to wear protective lotions and have a cleansing bath so you can rub essential oils on you maybe uh, rollable essential oils into the shape of a sigil on your body um, rubbing in protective lotions after you've had a bath um, and in baths really add stuff like um, salt obviously lemon peel star anise cloves these are really great protective agents also maybe even bring a bottle of black salt around with you I have just made some black salt. It is a great way to use all your ashes without feeling like you are polluting and making everything dusty. <laughs> so um, yeah, definitely try, try that. If you don't have a protective jar on you at all times, what are you doing? Um, but yeah, these are just some ideas. Obviously imagining the white light or the shield is a really great way. I know someone who imagines themselves literally blocking themselves in like a little Roman soldier um, and stopping any psychic attacks in particular or some people imagine that they're a rose and the thorns are pointing outwards towards anything that could hurt them so they are literally using um, the earth as a depiction of how we keep safe and adapt to negative things. Practicing meditation and mindfulness is really 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 good in this time it's not only going to help you to really get a hold of yourself and see what your power is and to connect with your energy and your emotions right now, but it's also going to help you to see what's going on, to be present and to know what is right and what is the psychic attack. Carrying crystals associated with protection and absorbing energy is also really great. So. Obviously, we've mentioned tourmaline. Um, amethyst is a really great general go-to. Uh, rose quartz is a self-love and protection one, um, which is fairly easy to get a hold of. I definitely recommend it. Um, and clear quartz is a great projector. There are so many really common crystals that can be harnessed for protection because it's one of the main things in witchcraft that you really need to know like i mentioned in episode one as a baby witch you need to know how to protect yourself ask your spirit guides and deities to help there's nothing wrong with contacting people that you're working with to help you out because at the end of the day if you're on a psychic attack the people that are really in the subtle realm are going to help you the most um you could also try astral projection, but again, be really, really careful. Make sure that you're protected. Make sure that you're not encountering anything in um, the astral that could be dangerous. Um, sorry, I'm just checking my updates, apparently. Didn't ask for that. Right, so. Here are some things that you can do every day um, to really help you in your empathic life. It's so easy to just forget how to look after yourself when you're under psychic attack or when you're in a bad mood or when you've absorbed a lot of energies or just when you're depressed and having a bad day. So I thought I would list some of the things that I do every day just to help. Um, if I can get the slide up because God knows I have a poor memory. So cleanse yourself of bad energies at the end of the day. Have a shower. 
imagine that water washing over you and washing away that negative energy and anything that's attached to you. Um, burn incense, uh, cleanse yourself, meditate on your white light, and just be yourself and know that you are pure. Be in your safe space. Cut your cords. Cut your cords at the end of the day. If you have any inkling of a feeling that something negative is attached to you, or that um, you encountered something you didn't want to in the day, just imagine yourself cutting that cord and removing that from your life so that you can push forward tomorrow on a new day without that energy still messing with you. Create a safe space. A lot of people will use an altar or like a bedroom or a nook. Mine is literally my bed. Um, and this is just a quiet area that you cleanse and keep clean and Enter with the best mindsets and leave with the best mindsets so that you can be cleansed, I suppose. You can be safe and have an area where you are not impacted by all of the outside energy. Connect to nature. Nature is so healing and really powerful. It's the root of where we come from. Nature is all around us. And if you think about it, humans are the ones who are propelling the negative energy. Nature is obviously natural and pure and most likely doesn't have any bad intent and cannot project any bad intent into the world. So surround yourself with these natural vibrations and make sure that you are getting out into the most natural part of life and connecting to it. Let your emotions out. Journal, draw, paint, plant, sing, reflect, literally do whatever you do. Game, um, eat I guess, but healthily please don't start binging just because I say that it's, you know, emotional. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Anyway, um, but like do what you do to get your emotions out look after yourself make sure that you are spending time with yourself and enjoy your self-care and on that note practice self-care like anyone else empaths really need to maintain a healthy lifestyle and that's for optimal well-being like i've said i'm a psychologist and there is so much proof to say that um keeping your physical well-being to its optimum eating healthily exercising um, making sure that you're spending as much time as you can in the sun obviously wearing sun cream um, and getting all of the vitamins that you need and all the nutrients there is so much data to, su to suggest that this affects your mental health your mental health and also your hormones so if you are performing optimally physically you're going to be optimal mentally and therefore spiritually because your intentions and manifestations come from within all of your power is within you so when you look after your mental health you are looking after your spiritual self too um so i thought there were just some good self-care tips that you could use every day um again this is sort of part of self-care but reflecting on your day is really important and obviously I've said this so many times and said journal but you're probably like Rosie what the hell do I journal you've told me to and I don't know what to write so here are some prompts how did you feel today how did others make you feel today what did you do today that made you feel comfortable what benefited you today what didn't benefit you and what made you uncomfortable what are the things you need to remove from your life in order 
to be as happy and optimal as possible. Are you leading your best life? That's so subjective, but you'll know the answer. And what is hindering you from leading that best life if you're not? Are you happy with the people you're around? Are you spending time with people who, you know, benefit you? Do they enhance your life? Do they teach you things? Are they helping you grow? Are they happy to see you happy? How did you practice self-care today? My biggest suggestion to anyone is to fall in love with self-care. It is so easy to get wrapped up in other self-care and looking after other people. And if a friend was in distress, you would help them out of that. So why not do it for yourself? When you get into self-care as sort of a hobby, and when you realize how brilliant the world can become when you are thriving, and how much better you can help people when you are in a good place, self-care is exciting and so is helping other people when you know that you can have that barrier you are safe from that but can also help them and yourself and it's so much more exciting to be able to use your skills as an empath when you can control them and have a really strong healthy mindset so to finish off today i thought i would make some book recommendations this really helped me when i was on my path um some of these are more to do with psychics and psychic abilities because a lot of them have really great protection tricks and tips and a lot of them have really um I nearly said comorbid but they (laughs) they have like close connection to being an empath because obviously empaths are on that more spiritual plane of life (laughs) oh god I'm so bad with my words today I've been speaking all week more than I normally have and the stutter is real people let me know if you get that um but a great book that you can get is Thrive as an Empath this is from Smart Reads so it's a collective work um by people called Smart Reads and it's available as a pdf or a book it's literally only 45 pages long I know that sounds like a lot but it's really not that much if you're used to reading um It took me half an hour to read um, and it was really interesting. It talks about different types of empaths, how subtle energies will impact you, what to look out for. Um, It's a really, really good guide if you're looking for something to help you be more stable and to overcome the difficulties of being an empath. The Spiritual and Psychic Development Workbook by Helen Leathers, not Heaven Leathers. (laughs) is really good you can work through it Um, it has some really great prompts it has everything that you need to do to make your day as brilliant and helpful as possible it helps you grow as a person in your spirituality and psychic development Um, so it will help you to connect to that part of empathy that's a little bit above the physical plane The Highly Sensitive Person by Elaine Aron is really good. Even if you aren't a highly sensitive person, you will be if you're an empath, but maybe you're just interested, or maybe you consider them to be completely different, no matter what your beliefs are, this is a really good book for staying healthy, regulating those barriers and those boundaries, and just making sure that you're looking after yourself in terms of the stimulus and the world around you, and what you're taking in. The Psychic Witch by Matt Oren, um, I hope I said that right, is a brilliant book. Follow him on Twitter, he is so funny and so kind. Um, and The Psychic Witch is so interesting and good, and a lot of empaths seem to have more psychic experiences. So 
definitely check that one out. It's just a great book. So many people refer to it in their everyday lives and I completely agree with all of them. The Empath Experience, What to Do When You're Feeling Everything by Sydney Campos is a really, really good book. This is one of the main ones that I referenced for this video apart from Thriving as an Empath. Um, and again, it really helps when you're in that stuck place, when you don't know what to do and when you're feeling everything and you're not really sure where to go next on your journey because you've got this really powerful, amazing gift and sometimes it's hard to have that and sometimes it's hard to feel everything. There are many disadvantages to being an empath but if you focus on the good things and how to recover from potentially traumatic experiences that you're picking up, you will thrive and be able to connect to things that were known to you before. Oh my goodness, small motorbikes. So that's all I have for today. I really hope you enjoyed this. If you have any suggestions, any feedback, or just want to message me, you can message me at Green Witchling on Instagram or Witch Hourcast on Twitter, and I hope to see you soon. Stay magic and stay safe.